Neurotic Tornado is sponsored by the podcast Neurotic Tornado. We couldn't have done this podcast, Neurotic Tornado, without the generous sponsorship of the sponsored podcast, Neurotic Tornado, which you can find out more information about at neurotictornado.com for that sponsored podcast and also this podcast, which is that podcast. This podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. I remember thinking and saying to Nikki um, that we were going to make some several therapists very happy. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of therapy. This is like, oh, this is the therapist comes home going, I've hit the gold mine here. Yeah, right. <laughs> not one, After not all two, these, but three. <laughs> all these boring cases of people who don't like their jobs, and now i got a good one. Yeah. Welcome back. To neurotic tornado. What's our tagline? Uh, some relate some podcast about relationships, <laughs> messy, <laughs> messy relationships, beautiful messiness of, of being together. together. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. So welcome back to that thing. Uh, my name uh, they call <laughs> they, <laughs> they say I'm Yuvi Zalko. You're Yuvi Zalko. <laughs> yeah. You and who oh. are you? <laughs> And uh, how'd you get in my attic? I'm I'm Jackie Shannon Hollis, and uh, so here we are. Um, at the beginning of this episode, we heard Stephen, and we're going to get back to him. Um, but before we do that, we have a couple a couple of things we want to talk about, and one of them is if you are enjoying this Beyond Coupled season and like Neurotic Tornado, we would really love to hear from you. We like ratings on iTunes, as well as feedback at... If you go to neurotictornado.com, you'll see feedback. You can give us feedback on a form so nobody else sees it, or you can go to Facebook or Twitter and yammer there. You know, Yuvi, this is really difficult stuff talking about or learning about affairs, hearing about affairs, and also about this idea of opening a marriage. And I know some of our listeners push us some buttons. Yeah, or gives you chest pains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even if, it, you know, we've heard from some people who say stuff like, this kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's interesting for us, too, just to uh, hear, because we're talking about stuff that might be really out of familiar, not in familiar territory for some people, or not in comfortable territory. And, you know, even for us, some of it is difficult. But it's real stuff, and a lot of people have faced something like this. Yeah, something like maybe around 50% of all marriages go through an affair. Yeah. That's not nothing. That's a scary statistic. So Nikki has had an affair with Stephen, and we've heard from both of them. And last episode, we also heard from Ben. Her husband. Her husband. And um, what we understand at this point is that Nikki does not want to end her marriage, and she does not want to end her relationship with Stephen. And she has made that clear to Ben, and Ben is... He's kind of been processing what to do. And um, and so here now we're bumping up against the, all three of them being in a state of readiness to go to therapy together. Yeah, yeah. 
To catch up, go to episode 31, It Was a Good Marriage But, and that's the beginning of this story arc. Now, in terms of going to therapy, we were curious about whose idea it was to enter therapy. It was my idea, and I had found a therapist already and had met with her once. I had that in place before I before I told Ben. Um, and then I said, and I want to go to therapy. So then we went to see her. As all three or two? No, no, just the two of us at that point. Yeah. For a good number of sessions. It was weekly. Yeah. I, I was already in therapy or had been for a few months before that, not with Lauren, but with somebody else. And so did you, did you guys have to talk about like, okay, we're ready to bring Stephen into this Yeah, I mean, it, it, it took a while. We had uh, half a dozen sessions, maybe, before before Stephen came. Um, and I was not ready, initially. You know, I mean, Nikki talked about wanting Stephen to be there, and I said, I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I let you know. I let Nikki know when I was ready. Yuvi, something I like about what Ben says here, it really reflects the work he did and kind of goes back to that no more Mr. Nice Guy. And He's really setting some boundaries. He's being really clear about what his needs are, when he's ready. One of the things he said in the last episode was that he needed to rebuild trust with Nikki, and that seems to be the work that they did in these initial sessions, just the two of them. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense that that's how it would go. He needs to build up that, and then he's ready to take on this other element, which is being around Stephen. So now we're going to hear from Stephen, who Nikki had the affair or is having the affair with at this point in the story. And you're going to have to distinguish Stephen's voice from Ben's voice. But what you're about to hear is Stephen. Yes. Stephen talking about what that first session was like. It was very carefully orchestrated. I was to arrive some 10 or 15 minutes. You know, there was some parameter about when I was to arrive who was going to sit where, you know, the whole thing was choreographed, I think, by them. Yeah, it was like one part theater, another part, like, international relations. Yeah. Geneva talks. What, yeah, <laughs> what, what, what shape will the table be, that sort of thing. Yeah. It was sort of like a, one of those Cold War movies where, you know, the, the negotiators, or, like, people come in, they're like, they, they come in from different points, and at a certain point, the door will open, and, 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 and Stephen will enter the room, and... Just to step back for a moment here, they are doing imago relationship therapy in this case, and it's a kind of relationship approach to therapy that involves a lot of collaborative listening and healing. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that the healing, it's like cleaning up things that have happened and in order to go forward. Um, and I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like Especially for Ben and Stephen. For Ben, I am now going to interact with this person that my wife has had an affair with. And for Stephen going into that, you know, what that's Damn. like. Um, but it's in a very a, a somewhat controlled setting with these rules of engagement, yeah, which are significant. Um, and, I, and I think what the therapist started off with was by asking a, a question. And first we hear from Stephen. I remember being asked what I wanted out of the session by the therapist. What was your answer? 
I wanted a chance to speak my side of it. I don't know. To be heard. To be heard. Um, to explain myself, I guess. Well, we needed to be in the same space. I mean, that hadn't happened before. I mean, much earlier I'd, I'd met Stephen before, but uh, but not, not in this context. Um, so we needed to be in the same space. And I, I needed to know, I needed to... I needed to, I needed build, to build trust with Stephen. Yeah. I needed, I needed for him to see me, and I think you needed for me to see you. Yeah, likewise. So, of course, we knew each other, <clears throat> but once Nikki disclosed, I kept my head down for a while there. I mean, we still saw each other, but um, I kind of avoided confronting you. For a while. And my, you know, my goal was I wanted, I wanted everybody to get along. I wanted Ben to like Stephen, and I wanted us to all be able to be in the same place. And I... Same place, meaning an agreement. Well, both, yeah, I mean both physically in the same, be able to exist in the same be in the same room and um, drink beer together and enjoy each other's company. I mean, that was sort of my, that was my dream was for all of us to be able to be the, the, the whole idea about, you know, this was July. So even by then I was talking about wanting all of us to be able to be at Thanksgiving together. That's my who for today. It's just one thing I find so fascinating with Nikki is, from very early on, she had a vision of all three of them being okay together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she spe- spoke about it very early on, n- not just in this therapy episode. And so, in a way, she's controlling the puppet strings, if you think about it that way. But in another way, you know, these are three different human beings with very different uh, feelings and sentiments and agenda, agendae. Um, and uh, a lot of this is unknown territory that they have yet to figure out, you know, at the point of the beginning of this first therapy session. Yeah. I, I continue to be blown away by her clarity. She did have a vision that she has stuck with. And so there's that side of it. But also, wow, I mean, just what she's asking of these other two people as well. And yet, they've all been exposed to this other idea, I think. Particularly Ben had been, this what, other idea. Me, what, what do you mean by other idea? Oh, I mean that, that they had had friends who had been in an open marriage. Um, so it isn't like this is a brand new concept that's coming out of completely out of left field. It's something that's been in there, you know, in the, in the air. Yeah, it's them. in their consciousness. But here's where the shit hits the fan yeah. and they have to yeah. figure out how this thing actually yeah. works and how they're how to manage different feelings along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe okay. let's hear how, um, I guess let's start off with how Stephen first reacted to that first therapy session. The first therapy session totally freaked me out. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> it did. Uh, you scared the shit out of me. Because you were... Because I kept making eye contact? No, because you were kind of manic, I thought. Uh you were um, so 
effusive in the way you welcomed me into the room that right away I went, I was suspicious. Uh-huh. I thought, um, I thought, what drugs is this guy on? I thought, um, is he, is he okay? Because he seems like way too positive about what's going on here. I think, I think getting to the point of being able to, to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to have this conversation. Um, I think that uh, that was an intense process for me. I was really fucking alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed possessed (laughs) to me. I think... Charismatic. (laughs) He was possessed with a great deal of charisma. Charisma. (laughs) More than I could handle. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that you were... I mean, I've said this before, but I feel like at that point you were wide, wide awake. Uh-huh. In a way that I hadn't known you to be before. Not necessarily. I'm not. I'm not saying it was good or bad. It, you know, it was horrible in some ways, and wonderful in other ways. I think there were about six months where I just felt like I was on fire all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And it felt great. Yeah. I bet. Woo! This is another woo. I'm sorry <laughs> to use so many woos. What I, what I was so amazing to, for me is you know you're talking about Ben going through finding out his wife has been having an affair and. The obvious things is it felt terrible, it felt awful, uh, but now you know we're hearing alive and it felt great, yeah. which is like it just woke him up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think about for me during my dark periods with Sherry, my wife, there was a point it was so bad, you know, that I felt like maybe this marriage is over with. And there's something very clean about going from there to, well, now we can put it together or we can build it up or. It's freeing because you're not stuck in the um, machinery that you used to be stuck in. So I can see it being amazing, even if it's also terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, and I imagine anyone who has gone through something as devastating as learning of an affair or a betrayal can be. You know, the thing that I'm, I, I think that they've that that rawness. If you do particularly what Ben has done here, which is he has taken this this situation and said, as he said in the last episode, I don't have to be a victim. And so what has happened is he's stripped away the sort of the shield of victimhood and is raw and open and alive. One thing I suspect with Ben, it sure happens with me, is it's not as clean as it may sound that you're like done with it, mm-hmm. but you, you kind of go back and forth between like... I'm fucked, I'm a victim, this is terrible, and I'm free, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we, I guess we see a little hint of that, that yeah. there's probably a little back and forth as he mm-hmm. pulls out of this particular yeah. zone. Because there's, there's, I think there's just that moment-to-moment choice of how am I going to face this event, whatever it is, whatever crisis comes to us, how am I going to face it? And it isn't like we always have complete control over it, but there are moments of choice. I think, yeah. and he's 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 choosing those. Yes. Well, one other point uh, to make about this is that Ben being talking about being fucking alive is also a moment that Stephen kind of said he freaked me out, 
And that's kind of interesting because it's maybe it's because Ben was in such a particular unusual zone that it it catches somebody else off guard. Like, is this guy crazy or is he tapped into who he is? You know, maybe there's a fine line between those two worlds. Now, what's interesting in this is Stephen is also really relating to his own past growth here or as an opportunity for growth for him in a different way, I guess, by witnessing what's happening for Ben. And just as a quick warning, I am going to bleep out references to Stephen's ex-wife and her uh, partner. I mean, we had turned Ben's world upside down. And he was doing a lot of work on himself. Um, And I would hear all of this stuff through Nikki. They were talking a lot, arguing a lot, whatever was going on between them. It was pretty intense, I could tell. And I was convinced for virtually that entire time that we were headed, they were headed for a divorce, that this, you know, I, I know how this goes, you know, there's no way that this can work. Because you had just been through it yourself. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know when the last time we spoke, I talked about um, how the whole process was a chance for me to heal. And um, I don't. When I think back on what I said last time, what I said, I think, maybe sounded a little self-serving. I did feel like I had a pretty good understanding of what kind of shape you were in, because I had been there fairly recently. You know, having the situation flip like that, what it did for me is um, force me to examine all the feelings I had felt right after and left, and the anger that I was still carrying towards her and and uh, you know i was um one of the one of the scariest things for me was i was i figured this was going to come out one way or another that i got into a relationship with nikki that was in a similar fashion and that would make all of my righteous anger um illegitimate and I was af- afraid of that because I that that was very useful anger for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, I had to let it all go and decide. Okay, I guess we're just all human beings here, and this we did what we did. We do what we do. And consciously, after my marriage broke up, one of the things I worked on very hard for quite a long time, and still work on, is forgiveness. Yeah. And this moment in my life was where I probably made the most progress towards forgiving them. And what I always say is the person that's hardest to forgive is yourself. And um, because I knew I had played a pretty big role in the breakup of my marriage, even though I wasn't the one who strayed, um, that I owned 50% 50 or better of what was wrong in that marriage. So the convenience of of blaming the other person for everything, even, you know, in my heart, even though in my head I knew much, I knew a a whole different story. But making those two things align is kind of what I came to. Wow. It was really an amazing um, experience for me in that way. So, Yuvi, I am so struck by this process of where on some level we're always searching for balance, consciously or unconsciously. And that's really a lot of what seemed to happen here for Stephen is... Balance. Tell me more about balance. Well, balance that he had this experience of being a victim. And in order to learn or shift out of that, he had to step into the other side 
um, onto the other side of this, whatever, you know, the, the affair. And I don't think he intended to do that, but I think this does happen a lot in life. I, it brings up for me the end of my first marriage, which was a really shitty, painful ending of me leaving that marriage. Um, and my ex-husband not, you know, it, it was really hard for him. Um, and then later me getting into a relationship with someone who I thought I might want to spend the rest of my life with and him then leaving me and really realizing for the first time how even more than I had during the breakup of my marriage, really having to feel that same kind of pain. Do you think it's possible like to step I guess what's required is to step into the other person's shoes. Does it require you to have experienced it? It sure does help. Well, I think maybe it helps if you're not, if you're stuck being a victim. Yeah. Um, in a way. Um, for sure, Ben here is choosing something really different. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Uh-huh. I mean, because it seems very easy. If you're cheated on uh-huh. and your marriage falls apart, you have plenty of ground to stand on to be in the right. Mm-hmm. And you can feel so in the right that you end up stunting your growth, I guess. Or you can move past that stance. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. And, and if you do something hurtful, can you, like you say, step into that other person's shoes and understand the pain? And it's not that I didn't understand the pain that I was causing. It's just that it, I felt it at such a, you know, and sometimes it's that kind of thing. I think sometimes you can't understand grief until you've had a loss. Um I don't think you can understand someone's physical pain often until you've had that kind of physical pain. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that makes sense. You, yeah. you just have to, like, smell it and taste it mm-hmm. to, to know it. Yeah. Um, but, wow. but but back to Ben, I mean, I do think that Ben is is truly creating a different way of, or finding a different way of creating the balance. Nice. And getting back to that first therapy session, so they did a lot of work during that session, and in particular, at the very end, there was this moment that was very important for Ben to move on to the next stage. I spontaneously concocted a a, a ritual in in meeting in meeting Stephen uh, and talking to him across the table. I'm holding my hands in front of me, and I'm offering them up to him. I'm saying, Stephen, I'm 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 giving you my trust. And he took it. And that felt... That felt really deep to me. <laughs> I, I... I mean, it sounds... I, every time I, I think back about it, it sounds a little hokey. But I... It changed the way I felt. He took that very seriously. He took, he he took the responsibility. Yeah. Huh. Wow. yeah, I mean, I, I could walk out of that saying, like, all right, I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> so they survived their first therapy session but there's more work to do next episode we learn about day-to-day life with the three of them nikki and i at some point came and came into our, our our older kids room I'd been visibly not myself for some time, and there was this 
there's this amazing moment when we said we just wanted you to know that 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 we've been having some relationship issues and we're working on them we're working hard and we we care about each other and, and we're in therapy and it's and it's important for us to to work through them and and our kids said thank god i thought you had cancer <laughs> i thought you were gonna die <laughs> and i remember feeling sort of dumbfounded at that point like it's it's, it's felt like a pretty big deal to me. Here's where I'm supposed to put the bleepers, bloopers, bleeps, bloops, bloopers, and the embarrassing things we said, but I mistakenly, we had embarrassing things, but I mistakenly deleted them, and it's too much of a pain in the ass to go retrieve them, so maybe I'll just pretend like I said some stupid stuff here. I did better pants off, do-do-do, pee-pee. Nah, this doesn't work. I'm just going to have to delete this shit.